Hello, and welcome to Unfolding Sound. This is David Irons, producer at Era X Entertainment. Today we have for you an interview we did with Steven Siebold from the band Hate Department. Our interview was conducted at the Skate Bar, located in St. Joseph, Missouri, back in August the 26th of 2022. Please excuse the background noises you will hear throughout the recording. We had five bands that day setting up around us as we were recording the interviews. It was exciting and hectic that day. Finding their music is as easy as going to Bandcamp and typing Hate Department on their search engine. Without further ado, we present to you Douglas Leach's interview with Steven Siebold from Hate Department. Enjoy. feeling we're going to be up against sound check slash of them starting soon. It's so. all good. I'll talk yeah. loud. <laughs> this is Douglas Leach with Unfolding Sound, and I'm here with Stephen Siebold from uh, Hate Department. Thanks for talking with us. Of course. I, I really appreciate it. Of course. I'm happy to, happy to. For people that may not know, can you give us a brief-ish history of Hate Department? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> I, I, I guess I, I started the idea of Hate Department in 1993 when I recorded one song. Uh, I had been in another kind of electronic band, but I wanted to do something meaner and more punk. I, kinda, yeah. I was a punk drummer when I was a teenager. And um, so I recorded one song and I sent it to a, f- a friend who, had, uh, who worked at Cargo Records, Reconstriction Records down in San Diego. And he heard the song and he said, I want to put it on a compilation and I would sign your band in a heartbeat. But there was no band. I just kind of like made <laughs> up a name. Um, and uh, I had that song, but okay. when I heard that, it motivated me to create hate department, like create a sound and create. And it was just me working a day job as a bookkeeper, and then at night, like with my toys. And uh, yeah, I put guys to get a couple of guys from my previous band together, and and at that time. I mean, you remember, you probably remember in that time in the 90s, like the mid 90s, early mid 90s. Yeah. A lot of electronic nights or post nights are red. Of course, Skinny Puppy was big. Yes. Um, Nine Inch Nails was just starting to spin their wheels and stuff. So it was kind of yeah. like um, it wasn't hard to find like minded people, even if they kind of had more of like a Led Zeppelin background. They were like, <laughs> "Ooh, synthesizers, let's give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. And so I found I found other players. And um, that first record that I put out, I just was, for lack of better words, I hate using this expression, but I was really blessed. Like that record ended up in the Rolling Stone top <laughs> 10 records. And like, so, so this little idea of being like an angry techno, punky techno band turned into like a legitimate project. Uh, yeah, then I did a few records, had severe burnout in 2003 so what happened was like i did meet your maker was the first record came out in 94 yep omnipresent came out in 1996 on another label the uh, second label bought my record from the first label (laughs) and then my third record was technical difficulties on restless and restless bought the previous two records from the middle label okay so i was escalating rapidly and that song release it had five seconds of popularity like real pop radio popularity yeah yeah and um that did two things. It ruined my industrial fan base because I sold out, uh, right? My fans were like, yeah, you're a dick. 
but then <laughs> but then the popularity of like going from playing like the club circuit to playing radio festivals did a number on my perception of what success meant. Okay. I, I wanted to write more commercial songs. I, like I was, I was hungry to not be the angry punk guy in the clubs. I wanted to, I wanted to be on the radio. I wanted to yeah. stay on the radio, but that burned out. I realized, remember what happened in 2001 to having a band name with hate department, the word hate in it and hate oh, department. Yep. Yes. It was, um, you, you were on some list for a while. Oh, yeah. for a, yeah, for a long while. And they contacted me about it and all that stuff. So, <clears throat> I, had to, I didn't have to prove myself, you know, I'm, I'm not, I used to say this and I still say it to this day, hate is something we all have in common. Yes. Even if we hate different things, but hate is something we all, it's, we all have bias, we all have hate and it's, it, it's not directed at anybody. It's, right. Yeah. So, um, but then cold waves happened. Jamie Duffy died. Yes. Cold waves happened and, uh. I was reinvigorated by that first cold waves thing, not just because it was such a like amazing celebration of Jamie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and good people like J Jason and David Chalk, they put on this amazing festival and the sense of community was so strong. I thought, fuck, I'm going to finish that record that I shelved. So I finished New Ghost and I've been going again. I'm going again. So, okay. It's a long run. Yeah, and that actually kind of answered one of the questions I have in the back of my mind about you know, like New Ghosts, but putting it in that timeline it totally makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, so that 10 years off was me doing a lot of different, I did a, I, I was in the damage manual with Martin Atkins and Chris Connolly. Right. Uh, I was in Pig Face. <laughs> I had a alternative rock band that kind of did like a, wee, a dark Weezer kind of thing called Choker. Okay. I almost got signed to Warner Brothers with that thing. <laughs> uh, but Hate Department was really just dormant. It wasn't over. It was never over in my mind because Hate Department is kind of who I am as a person. Okay. I'm like a, I'm a full blown anarchist guy. <laughs> so the so yeah, Hate yeah. Department is like who I am. Uh, and I just had to, it had, the timing had to be right. I, here I am again, kind of feeling uncertain again. Like I'm, and we were just talking outside about this is, uh, people make me anxious now, not because I'm, I'm a social person, but but the way people judge each other in this post-COVID thing makes me uncertain. Fair enough. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to hold my breath, and and I'm going to release the hate, new Hate Department thing, which is just called Six, because it's the sixth Hate Department record. Right. It's only six songs. I'll release it when I feel like I could weather the storm of it potentially being ridiculed or, you know what I mean? I have to do yes. it when I feel comfortable. Well, that... That leads to a few other questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no, no, you're fine. So yeah, you, you, you've been working on a new album since. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, how is that coming along? One of the luxuries of being me and not giving too much of a shit about, about what genre I fit in uh -huh. is I could do whatever I wanted, right? I, I could jokingly say it's going to be a really distorted hip-hop record with me screaming over it. And if people don't like it, they probably weren't going to like it anyways. Right. But I also want to do something I like. So I've produced those six songs uh, tr in truth about three different ways. Okay. And um, like um, I was just telling, jo so I'm playing with Jordan from Relic and Nick Mead has played, he's played guitar with me for a long time and Ivan's played, he's in standalone with me. Okay. And has also been a long time hate department guy. Um, and so uh, I've seen Jordan play yeah, a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, and we all get. It was a really nice drive because we all get along really well. Very um, cool. <laughs> and uh, 
I was just telling them that I pr produced one of the, the six songs almost like the early Godflesh kind of pit, early pitch shifter or just really, very which cool. is not very hate department to do that. It's like no, detuned no. and, and uh, but I told them that when I hear those, because you know, if you, if you produce songs, mm -hmm. you usually leave them on your hard drive and you listen to them sometimes every week, sometimes every couple weeks, sometimes even months apart. Right. But whenever those mixes go by, it makes the hair stand up on my arms. So maybe that might be a signal that that's what I. That, that's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, droning guitar music isn't for everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I like it. So. Well, and there, there's a lot of Godflesh fans out there. Tons still, yeah. are looking for stuff like that, yeah. yeah. It took me a minute to, like, fall in love with it. When I did, I really did, though. Uh, same here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm late to a lot of parties. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm right there with you. What made you decide to take Hate Department back out on the road? Uh, Machine Fest. The, the last show I did in 2019 before COVID happened was Machine Fest. That was the last time Hate Department played. It wasn't the last time I was on stage because I did do another standalone show later in the year, but um, Machine Fest is a really unusual event. I, I've seen video, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I, pretty, I think in 2018 I announced that I, I wouldn't really be doing festivals anymore. I feel too self-conscious when my friends are standing in a room for eight hours after paying 150 to 250 bucks to see nine bands. It just doesn't right. sit well with me emotionally. Like uh, I'm sympathetic to that stuff. So, uh, but Machine Fest is different. The bands are not the headliner. The robot show is the headliner. Right. So, and that's like, there's nothing I could do to steal the, to steal the hat from that thing. Cause it's these giant robots burning stuff and destroying this, this, um, set that they build so unless i set myself on fire or blow myself up i can't compete with that <laughs> and it's it's a great event really really unique they, they're doing a really cool thing yeah i i haven't seen really anything else like that except for some older stuff at coachella but that was like a one-time deal as opposed to an every year yeah yeah sure sure <laughs> he so he made the offer he said we we want you to come back because they obviously were in limbo just like everybody else they didn't do and um i said no at first because i uh, that COVID apprehension, right? I just had it bad. And uh, and then he put a little bit of pressure on me. And since I like them so much, I thought, oh, I, I should be able to pull it together. And I was right. I, I was able to pull it together. I'm okay. going to miss Rob Robinson, but I'm happy to have Jordan. So, <laughs> and then and then when I talked to Bellhead, they were, they're, they're friends. I've known, I've known okay. Karen, Karen and Ivan for a really long time. And uh, they were the ones that talked to me about this show or other shows in the Midwest, and I was super agreeable because I love them. And okay. So they're they kind of helped. They're, film they're the touring board. like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm inspired by them. You know <laughs> what I mean? I like that they've got a real punk rock attitude, and I right. appreciate that. And they seem to be putting in the work at the moment for no just trying to get things off the ground. Mm -hmm. It's a grind. I mean, they're doing. They're not kids. They they yeah. they've, they've done it. I mean, uh, Karen did it in Worm and bands before that, and Ivan's been at it for a long time too. So. I'm happy to play with them. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, we talked to them earlier, and they, they were great. Yeah. yeah, good energy, good people. So uh, I also saw that you will be playing with uh, Aesthetic Perfection as standalone. Standalone. <laughs> so, you know, I did that. Did you see my – I posted on Facebook. I, I made friends with David from Gen Cab. Okay. Um, through Facebook. You know, like I, I – I, truthfully, I think I was looking for other – 
members to be hate department on this time around and i saw his music i mastered a compilation for negative gain okay I heard, his music's brilliant i messaged him and i thought <laughs> hey you want to come play with hate department but he was like oh, i've already got this tour going all this aesthetic perfection but we got on well we've been messaging back and forth and i saw that they were doing this battle of the bands thing when i posted it i have a decent following on facebook you know like yeah, yeah. i don't talk about politics and stuff so that helps me keep stay neutral yeah <laughs> and um so uh, I put a post up and said, hey, you should, everybody I know who has a band, you should submit your song. I'm going to submit my song because we should all, this is a good thing. It's a good thing to open. You'll be playing in front of new people. Yeah. Aesthetic Perfections. He, Daniel's a bit of a genius. Yeah. And Josie Pace's project is on fire right now. She's doing a great job. Yes. Uh, and then Jen Cab is brilliant. So it's, it's a good hang. You know, rubbing, the business is rubbing elbows. We're rubbing elbows right now. Yep. And so my post was to fluff everybody else. And then I got the gig. I didn't think I would get the gig. Truthfully, I didn't. I did not think standalone would get chosen. But I forget how many bands you were up against. But yeah. Three I, or four. You have to give them credit, though, because they may have thought they didn't want to compete with the other. I talked to a couple of other. Because when I, after I made that post, a whole bunch of artists said, oh, you just gave me the confidence I needed to do it. But it was probably that, too late at that point. Yeah. It, yeah. So... Uh, I, um, I could see why I know an artist from Los Angeles who submitted, submitted for San Diego, so yeah. they wouldn't have to compete with Los Angeles. It makes sense really when you think yeah. about it. Um, and I think, I, I know Daniel took a little heat for it, but he's a stand up guy and he's doing it for the right reasons. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I actually, I, I think the videos are like pretty well done for what they are yeah. and it's a lot of exposure, even if the bands don't win. I've gone through and like marked bands that have been. I was like, okay, these guys sound good. Me too. I voted. I voted for everybody, but <laughs> but the only one I didn't vote for was the one that I was on because I didn't want to. And I also didn't say, hey, go vote for Standalone. I did. I didn't want to be any part of that shit because it wasn't. That wasn't about that. It was right. just like. Um, but yeah, I voted for most bands. If I was home, I voted. Do you have any future plans for Standalone? Yes, um, I've got a song that I'm going to submit to Rex Arcana from. FGFC 820s comp. Okay. Um, so there's gonna be a new standalone song there. I've got obviously got the show in October. It would be impossible for me to release an EP between now and then because I'm just busy with other things. Right. But before the end of the year, I'm gonna put out four new standalone songs. Okay. I, I, standalone is is um is kind of where my heart is at as a singer. You know, like like the hate departments where my head is at as a punk rocker yeah, yeah but as a singer and as a composer standalone is where my heart is at all right so okay uh yeah i i think we're, we're gonna call it before cool, uh, before we start starts, squealing and rocking out right like the band just <laughs> on the other side of the wall starts playing so all right this is douglas leach with unfolding sound and i'm here with steven siebold from uh, hate department thanks for talking with us oh my pleasure i'm happy to do it <laughs>